When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yes, ma'am, you had better get them up, get them going Wednesday on BNA. Get you up over the hump Wednesday, 14 June, flag day, flag day around our country. We've got that uh, U.S. flag hanging out there today. I'll tell you why it is coming up throughout the course of this morning. Four hours of fun and conversation begins right now here on the show of the people. Appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, Early Bird always gets the worm. Hope you can ride with us all morning, all day long here on the Horn, whether you're on 1049, maybe 1019 FM, AM 1260, and always digitally wherever you go. Vacations this summer, uh, heading to get some R&R, certainly take us with you. That Horn app on your smartphone, wherever you can get internet service, you can certainly listen to your favorite shows on the Horn all day long and 24-7. Also on your smart speaker at home and work and always Mr. Godbolt. Streaming for you live at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for what you do. It's going to start getting gold gold bond days out here now yeah, from this point hot. on, yeah. all the way till next Tuesday at possibility of 108 to 110 yeah, get next ready. week. Get ready. Searing heat is coming for uh-huh. sure here in the mid-June. And, yeah, in addition to being Flag Day buckets, National Bourbon Day, yeah, it's man. It's damn hot. Whoa. It's damn hot. And it's also, this morning marks the official start of the sports summer. The sports summer is here. The NBA is in the books. Longhorn baseball season is over. Uh, the Texas ac- uh, athletic calendar year is complete. And uh, the NHL wrapped up its champion last night in Vegas. So really, uh, summer will include the College Baseball World Series as far as sports go. The baseball summer, Longhorn sp- summer workouts, and some other things. NBA draft and uh, NBA free agency, but as far as games, it were really hit the, uh, the 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 stretch of the sports summer, middle June in through July. Uh, we'll get it cranked back up with. Don't uh, you ever leave out the WNBA? Come on now. Oh yeah, well you'll you'll have that that update every morning oh, yeah, for yeah, us, yeah, correct? Yeah, of course, it's ready. Uh, update every single morning for us. Thank you no very much. Looking it. forward to that. But it is. Brittany Griner will be. Nothing wrong with the sports summer. That's not year. a negative thing. That's just a, uh, oh. a fact. You know the uh, the it major American sports time, are yes. closing down and wrapping up and. We'll certainly have a lot to talk about, which we do today, including uh, the uh, the Longhorns settling for second place in that Directors' Cup. We've got uh, 
Uh, golf, USA, U.S. Open will tee off tomorrow. So some breaking news from the golf world uh, overnight. We'll get you details on that. Uh, what a strange time it is for that sport on a geopolitical and global level. Plus, they're going to decide their third golf major starting tomorrow at a cool little golf course there in Los Angeles, California. So we'll dive into those conversations as well. We'll have some fun with you, too, as we get this thing cranked up on a Wednesday morning. Appreciate you being there, however you are finding us. And, yeah, it's going to be hot, Buck. It is going to be. Uh, and uh, you know, I mean, The sun's not even out. It's like overcast, and you can just feel it. I was driving all over the place yesterday, put a ton of miles on the car. Uh, for various errands I had to run in different parts of town. And uh, it's hot, and uh, it's hazy. It's hazy. And uh, I was wondering, well, why is it so darn hazy? Because it, the sun's not even shining through, no. which is probably keeping it a little cooler yes, it is. than normal. Well, but it's keeping uh, that off your skin. Yeah, it turns out that uh, it's a combination of humidity haze, they say. This is what the uh, the weatherological experts, meteorological experts say. It's a humidity haze and then light amounts of smoke from agricultural burning in Mexico leading to, to what looks like and actually is un, unhealthy air quality for some in our area. That should continue today. So if you're wondering, yep. what's that haze? East Coast had it last week, but that was fires in Canada. Yeah, wildfires in Canada burning, and that was weird. But, yeah, we're, we're dealing with those uh, those skies. But, man, the heat and what it does, it like because there, there's so many so much atmospheric moisture, it leaves like a sauna feeling. Like is it everything, yes. all the air is just gets humid and sucked down on top of you, lowers visibility and uh and we'll deal with that again today. But yeah, you're I just right. moved a few things on my property yesterday, and no, nothing big that I'm not supposed to be picking up, but big enough doing some wheelbarrow things. You know, like I'm supposed you're, to. You're with back the to being a farmer, yeah, and a rancher. I got. I, I did that yesterday. I was sweating through my pants. Yeah, it was. Fortunately, for most of my miles driven, I was in air conditioning. There you for the go. Most part, which is good. That's me. You know, I'm a trucker Able too. To listen to my radio and uh, I'll be a trucker today. And, yes. You know, uh, get, get work done, which was good. But uh, yeah, it's going to be hot and getting hotter into the, your Father's Day weekend. So uh, make your plans for that. Uh, let him watch the U.S. Open. If your pops is out there, he probably wants to watch the finish of the golf. Uh, let's start with your headlines, trending topics on this. Uh, on, uh, you know, already hot uh, Wednesday morning, 14 July. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Top trending topics to uh, start the day. It starts with Longhorn Athletics. And, yeah, Monday night's still hard to believe. End of the Texas baseball season for the University of Texas concluded their 2022-2023 athletics year. After winning the Learfield Division I Director's Cup as the nation's top-performing athletic department in each of the previous two years, this year's Longhorns are going to settle for second place behind Stanford, who's going to claim that or reclaim that uh, crown. Cardinals have reclaimed the te- cup after Texas snapped their 25-year stranglehold on it two years ago, went back-to-back, and now Stanford back on top. Uh, from last fall to Monday night, the Longhorn programs won two national championships, uh, while 10 programs finished in the top five, 13 more claimed top 10 NCAA finishes. Texas programs claimed 12 Big 12 conference titles. That's double any other program in the Big 12. Of course, this fall, well, Texas will begin competition in their final year as a member of the Big 12 conference. A move to the Southeastern Conference coming in the fall of 2024 to that end. And speaking of that move, tonight at 6 o'clock, the full SEC conference football schedule, including Texas and Oklahoma, will be announced in a primetime special on the SEC network. Again, that's 6 o'clock tonight. Commissioner Greg Sankey announced back on June 1st that the conference leaders have agreed to play an eight-game conference schedule in 2024. That could change in coming years, but for the first year, it's eight games. So Texas will find out tonight who their first seven SEC opponents will be and where those games will be played. No dates or times will be announced tonight, though, but we'll all be checking that out. 
The night in baseball, Dell Diamond, Round Rock Express opened a 12-game homestand with an 8-5 win over El Paso last night. In the MLB, don't look now, but the surging LA Angels are putting themselves into the thick of the AL West race. Last night at Arlington, Hunter Renfro's two-run homer capped a three-run sixth that helped push the Halos past the West-leading Rangers. Seven to three Angels have now taken the first two games of that four-game series with Texas. They've won eight of nine. They're now just a game back of second-place Houston and four back of the Rangers with two more to be played in Arlington. Astros did post a win last night, 6-1 to over Washington. At Minute Maid Park, Mauricio Dubon, Kyle Tucker, Martin Maldonado, and Chaz McCormick all hit solo homers to back up a solid start from the rookie Hunter Brown. Houston gets the victory there. Game two of that series is tonight. Just one night after the Denver Nuggets claimed their first ever NBA championship with a five-game series win, the Vegas Golden Knights did the same thing in hockey. They crushed the Florida Panthers 9-3 to in game five to claim the Stanley Cup. Uh, the Nuggets won their first ever championship in year 56 as a franchise. The Golden Knights did it in year six. Piece of breaking news this morning on the eve of the start of golf's third major, the U.S. Open. We'll tee off tomorrow in Los Angeles. The PGA Tour released a statement overnight that says Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan is recuperating from a medical situation and that Ron Prince, the chief operating officer, and Tyler Dan- Dennis, the executive VP and president, will be leading day-to-day operations of the tour in his absence. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. We'll certainly keep an eye on that piece of news that Jay Monahan, who's had quite the week, obviously, uh, since the uh, stunning announcement of last week. Some would say that they they have located his balls and they are attempting to surgically put them back on to him. Why is that? Why is that? Because of his 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 constituents aren't very happy with him right now. Well, and it's been a stressful stretch here. I don't know what the medical situation is. We'll cross our fingers for him. Um, but obviously, that's uh, a lot going on in the game of golf. And uh, most importantly, they'll play golf starting tomorrow at the L.A. Country Club. Uh, one piece of news on Jay Monahan actually came down before the medical situation was reported overnight by the PGA Tour. And that was, uh, you know, congressional... You know, Senator Richard Blumenthal, the Democrat con- from Connecticut and the chairman of the Senate's permanent subcommittee on investigations, wants to uh, investigate this PGA, quote unquote, merger with Live Golf and the Saudi Royal Fund uh, investment fund, the PIF. Uh, well, Monaghan, apparently back on June 9th, so five days ago, sent a letter to Congress um, kind of right at the right right after the uh, the merger was announced. And, um, you know, I don't want to say blame Congress, but he said uh, in his letter, he said, during this intense battle, we met with several members of Congress and policy experts during the PIF's attempt to take over the game of golf in the United States and suggested ways that Congress could help support us in these efforts. While we are grateful for the written declarations of support we received from certain members, we were largely left on our own to fend off the attacks, ostensibly due to the U.S.'s complex geopolitical alliance with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. So essentially saying we were trying to fight them off and we asked for your help to fight them off. Uh, But in the end, uh, we were facing a decade of legal battles and the potential demise of the PGA Tour. So in the end, we felt like this was their... They're on their own. Well, and they're saying that now you want to, you know, look into this, which you should, uh, and then have hearings on how this went down. But Monaghan getting ahead of that saying... You know, we asked for help um, because we were. This was this was on it. This was coming. We let people know that that they're trying to take over golf and uh, take over golf in the United States. And we asked for for assistance ahead of this to hit, to fend this off at some level, and um, you know didn't get much support. So that will be ongoing uh, for sure. That conversation of the partnership, and uh, we'll get more into that letter. But that whole story has a lot of tentacles and a lot of layers. 
uh, to where it's going because now the U.S. Congress is involved. But uh, Monahan making it clear that we've been asking for your help for a year now. <laughs> Defend these guys, offer at least you know give us some support and um, or, or at least some 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 tools to to support ourselves. And uh, that obviously didn't happen. But this is where we are right now. So we'll get back into that. The golf will tee off, and more importantly, the the game of you know the game will happen. The actual rounds will tee off tomorrow morning. Yep. Thanks to the USGA for uh, doing us a friendly. You know, USGA is never against putting some uh, some. Uh, some interesting groups together uh, to create some friction, to create some drama. And they've done it again. This is uh, Brooks Kepka playing with Rory McIlroy for the first couple of days. We talked about that yesterday when it came down. But Hideki Matsuyama, Brooks Kepka, and Rory McIlroy being a group for two in a couple of days. Obviously, uh, Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy, two of the centerpieces of the two tours right now. Uh, that will be interesting. And you know Brooks Kepka, Buck. He's never shy. Oh, no. I'm getting a little prickly, having a little. In- and That'll be fun. And maybe two of the favorites. I mean, I mean, Rory's wedge game has been struggling, but at the same time, you know, he hits the ball so far. This is a course where you got to put it in, you know, in the right place off the tee at the LA Country Club. This will be fun to see uh, how they and Brooks Kepka's, you know, got to be considered the favorite. I mean, this when when he's healthy. Well, he likes this. He loves this kind of event. He loves the the big events. Well, and he said this week, and he's, and he's healthy. He's healthy. And when he's healthy, he's one of the best, if not the best. Because, you know, he believes he's the most mentally tough golfer that there is, that when the times get tough. and yeah, because half of y'all can't beat me anyway. Right. No matter what, half of y'all, just that you showed up, you can't beat me. I got you. I got half I got of you. you mentally. I've got you mentally. I'm tougher I love than that. you. Yeah. Well, and I go back to his win at the PGA Championship that Saturday round when they all played in the rain and so many guys were kind of falling apart because, you know, playing golf in the rain's hard. Playing golf in any, in any weather's hard. And I tell you, that that's the day I saw him. Everybody else had their ponchos and their, their stuff. Dude just had a hat on yeah. and just played. I'm like, wait a minute, where's your where's exactly. your gear at? You got all kinds of gear. Well, they're looking at the no, no thanks. And you're you know you can tell body language. You know, some, oh, yeah. some of those guys are look cold, look wet, look wet, they're wet, wiping their clubs, asking oh, yeah. their caddies for help. Brooks Kepka was like a robot, and he just went out and shot a 66 that Saturday. I know he won it actually on Sunday and clinched the tur- championship, but his round on Saturday. While everybody else was was dealing with the weather, he didn't. He felt sat there in his little short sleeve shirt, just getting it on. Yeah, didn't even have a pullover on. Just no. like this is easy. I got you guys. But uh, yeah, that's that's his mindset, and he's made it clear, Brooks Koepka, He wants to win ten majors. He wants to be double digits. That's he his did goal. say. He said yesterday, double digits. I'm looking for double digits. Yeah, and you got to set goals to achieve them. And that's uh, right. What's the record? Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Jack Nicklaus. And when uh, when did he record his? How old was he when he re- he got his last one? Forty six. Uh, at the Masters. So Brooks got some time. Brooks is yeah. only 33. If he can keep his body together. Yep, that's, that's what he said. He struggled with that in the past, though. Yes. Yeah, the two-year span where he that struggled. Knee. But when he's been healthy, he's oh. been Tiger Woods-like in these major championships. I mean, he really, I mean, the closest thing we've seen to Tiger at the highest levels of competition. Because remember, the majors are the toughest courses, all the best players, uh, the, the, the most mentally challenging conditions. And, um, you know, he's really, really good in those roles. So he has to be considered... One of your favorites. You're going to hornfm.com and making your picks. Um, he's got to be there. But Scotty Scheffler, you know, he's tinkering with the idea of going with a new putter. Uh, he's got one. He said he's brought in a new putter and he's working with it. You know, if he can putt last week at the Memorial or even at the PGA, he would have won that PGA Championship over Brooksy oh, yeah. if he had putted better. Uh, and you know, Scotty Scheffler is a pretty mentally tough golfer as well. But something's up with him on the greens. If he can get that sorted out, he'll be okay. And the other star this weekend, I think, is going to be the. You know, obviously, well, there are two stars. One will be all the, the politics going on in the game of golf right now on a global level, and certainly the United States. That will be front and center with those conversations continuing to be had. But also, the, cor- the course itself, uh, because th- this whole 
you know, they've never played a major championship on this LA Country Club course. They've, they've, it's never happened. They've always, I mean, they've played a 2017 Walker Cup, which is college players, right, uh, or, or, or amateurs, um, you know, playing. And as a matter of fact, Scotty Scheffler played in that in 2017 when he's at the University of Texas. So he's maybe more familiar, but no one really knows this course. So everyone's trying to learn it and figure it out. It sits, as we've talked about, it sits right there in Beverly Hills. Well, they're finding out that it's fast. Yeah, and it's, it's difficult. Yes, and it looks like the, the skies are nice and clear, and they've got some sun. So they're talking about the greens being kind of hard and crusty and getting there already. This Today, they'll start out with a pretty fast fast track, which is which is fun. U.S. Open, especially in the putting. Yeah. Well, we know it's been a very wet wet, wet year on yeah, the West Coast, too. Been, so yeah. there is some rough, too. And um, it's kind of cool learning about this golf course because the L.A. Country Club is kind of a – it's a hidden gem, they would call it. You know, in L.A., there's a lot of it's, – it's a Hollywood town, right? There's a lot of glitz and glamour and showtime. Uh, but, you know, the big wigs, all the, 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 the Hollywood types, the stars, they, they play over at Riviera or a Bel Air Country Club. Sure. Those are their clubs. This one – this this Los Angeles Country Club you probably haven't heard of it just because that's been kind of held to uh, rich people for sure, moneyed, but not the big celebrities. It's kind oh. of the quiet little course there between UCLA and you know Beverly Hills, uh, but they they've really taken a different approach and now they're starting to bring these tournaments. So this will be fun to get to see that course and see the views of uh, that that area of Los Angeles and, and watch these players learn this course because you know. They go to the Masters every year. They know Augusta National. Everybody's played it sure. so many times. They grew up watching it. They know how to attack it. Uh, other courses on the U.S. Open circuit even have been They've played many, before, many yeah. times. This course has never had it. So the work that's being done Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in these practice rounds to learn the nuances of this course are going to be very critical to whoever's going to win this like, thing. like learning Brookline for guys that had never been to Brookline. Yeah, which was last year. Yeah. Which was last year. Fitz, Matt, was Matt it Fitzpatrick. Matt Fitzpatrick one, yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick, yeah. Uh, I saw where he was. He was sad because he had to turn, he had to give the cup back. He had to give the U.S. Open trophy back. You get to, you get to keep it for a year. And driving around with it in his <laughs> trunk. And then when you're done, you got to give it back. Yep. I mean, you're always the U.S. Open champion. He said that was that was very sad for me to give that back. So, but Matthew Fitzpatrick, your defending champion, it says whatever happened to Jordan Spieth. Uh, Jordan Spieth will be there. Jordan Spieth will be there. Still working on off. Still working. He's yeah. in the mix. He's he hasn't the, been playing terrible. Uh-uh. No. He's made all the cuts, and I mean, oh, he's, he's been there the on mix. Sunday. Yeah, he's just not finishing. And uh, yeah, him and Rory both. Hey, winning is hard. Winning is hard. Winning is hard. Absolutely, that is true. Winning is hard. So we'll we'll talk more about the golf and obviously the uh, political plots around the game of golf and where that's going with uh, taking center stage into Father's Day weekend. And it's always a good Father's Day Sunday, Buck, to kick up and watch the final eighteen, the final nine of the United States Open. Who can bring this home? Yeah, this is somebody else's weekend for the grill. Uh, Yeah, it's too hot to grill. Just go with the, you know. you get out the air fryer. Let's go. Plug that bad boy there in. There you go. I'll oh, be you got good. the pellet smoker. Don't have yeah. to worry about it. That's hot too. Did that yesterday. Did the the fryer yes last night. Good stuff. Okay. Your air fryer, not pellet grill. Air you don't fryer. have a pellet grill, do you? No, 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 no. Ty has a pellet grill. Yes. You're, you'll be grilling this weekend. I'm sure my dad will have some tasks for me on Sunday. Nice. There you go. Yeah. he's been a, he's been a big like. Let's just go out to dinner for all these holidays. I'm, I'm so, a fan of that. I'm cool with that too. I'm, but then they end up paying. Got to pay. Like who's paying? Hey, Dad, you're, taking you're me paying. To dinner? Why hey, am I getting I, my card I'm out the paying. end? I know that. He's paying. <laughs> Ty's not paying. I'm you, I'm giving you company. You pay. I'm, I'll be your company. That's too much. That's too much. By the way, do you know that the, uh, as we've told you, the the, the the L.A. Country Club, the Playboy Mansion is just off the 14th green. 
So I guess you could peek over and maybe see the grotto, see what's going on in the pool. What's That's going a, on? Over, like, do, do they still have people hanging out? I don't there? have any idea. I feel like they're like the ghosts of Playboy the, models. Oh, past there's a rental. Out. There's somebody's renting. Scott Bayo Chachi over there. I don't know. I don't know who hangs out at the Somebody Playboy Somebody rents that gig. Hugh Hefner's deceased. You know, Hugh Hefner though, who's a neighbor of the course, was never a member of uh, L.A. Country Club. Never a member. He tried. They wouldn't let him in. And that was that's kind of the the lore of the course. They wouldn't let the 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 uh, Hugh they, they wanted, get in. They wanted, no, they didn't want any distractions. They didn't want the uh, you know the Hollywood types. I'm sure the members wanted wanted him in. No, well the members who vote on oh, who gets yeah, in and who doesn't true. get in. Uh, the members decide. Some of those guys. Yeah, they uh, they they wanted to keep it to be their own little club. And you guys can go over to Bel Air or there's a lot Riviera. of property there too. That place is big. It is a beautiful spot. Uh, this is bust out the easy bake oven time. There you go. I don't know if we have those. But no, they, I think that's making fun of me. Because, I think that is. Yeah. No, it's just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not good. I'm not out there sweating. Yeah, well, you know, watching golf, having a good time is uh, always fun, too. I love that on a Sunday. That's good so, for me. So, quick reminder, go to the website, hornfm.com. It is locked up and loaded. It's brought to you by Callahan's General Store. It is our Horn Fantasy Golf Contest. You pick nine golfers. Someone will win come Monday. If your nine golfers play the lowest under par and uh, play the best, and again, there there are nine tiers, so you've got to pick one of the top six, and then one from the next six, and one from the next six. You don't just get to pick any nine golfers. You've got to be strategic about who you're going to take and have fun with that. Brought to you by Callahan's General Store. Keep up with those picks throughout the week, and you could be a winner come next week in the um, the first ever playing of the U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. I have seen some of that gear. I would like to get me. I don't, I'm not big on gear, but that LACC logo is pretty cool. It is. I don't know. There's just something sharp about it. Uh, it's not historic. You hardly even know about it. And uh, now we're learning. So I'm gonna have to how, how do you feel it. about people wearing like golf apparel from golf courses that they've never been to or played at? Like I have a, like a few, like I have a Pebble Beach, nice well, pullover. I have a master. I don't wear really? it, but I have like a master's polo that someone master's got me. Shirt. Yeah. The master's wear. is different though. Yeah. Master's but, is the master. You're right about that. We've all been to the master's whether we've been there or not. Right. Oh, well, you know, my story, I was supposed to go. I, oh, that's right. That girl's fault. That's right. Ty was in the library studying. woman study. came between you and the <laughs> well, master. she didn't even tell him. Until it was, you know, pretty much over at that point. But, yep, live and learn. Live, live and learn. Live and learn. Severely sweating I grilled last night. That's what this guy says. I grilled last night. Severely sweating. Yeah, it's gold bond powder. You said it, Buck. Yeah, man. How about number 11 at the L.A. Country Club? Par 3, 290. Yeah, that doesn't seem like fun. That seems like four shots to me. <laughs> That's a par 4. <laughs> That's 290. four shots. Uh, but there's also four shots to get to the par three. That's not even right. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be downhill, right? Uh, yeah, oh, I, hope I don't so. know. I, mean, I can't Better wait to down, watch it. It needs to be downwind. That's for sure. That's going to be something else. There's uh, a there's a lot of sand traps e all over that place. Lots of sand. It's well protected. And and John Rom said, and it's soft. It's that you know that real powdery stuff. It's like the Pacific Ocean, the beach. Oh no, yeah, he said it's all dry now. And it may have been wet there this spring, but that sand. He said that club slides right up underneath it. That's well, going to be good. Would you rather have it be dry? I, I, yeah, well, the USGA would. They want it to dry out so it'll get faster and faster on the greens throughout I, the weekend. I like no, but the sand itself. No, for me, I like it just a little bit firm because I, I will have a tendency to open up open up the face of the club so bad that I do I can go right underneath it. And then if you don't sw- finish your swing, it goes like two inches yeah. and stops right there. So I, I don't mind. I don't mind. No, you don't want wet sand. You, I don't you want, want totally wet. What you I don't want mind, is consistent I don't, sand. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind my club you know double knocking hitting the sand and then the ball this is if i can get used to it a stupid question probably but isn't the sand different on the fairways bunkers and the like the green side bunkers it's like a different consistency 
I feel like course to course I, is different. I've heard, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, you know, get out to the munis, don't matter. You're yeah. sitting off the dirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's dirt with pebbles and everything else. Hey, coming up, we will uh, talk some, some UT athletics coming off the end of the calendar year. Also looking forward to tonight's primetime special on the SEC Network. Uh, it will finally, not finally, we'll finally get to see who the Longhorns' first seven opponents will be uh, when they enter the uh, Southeastern Conference in 20 and 24. We'll have a look uh, where it could play out. Obviously, the Aggies game uh, will be part of that, you would think. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, Craig Way has a report this morning. We'll get to that and some B&E facts of the day. Just getting warmed up on a drag you up over the hump Wednesday here on B&E. Bucky and Aaron. There it is. One of Bucky's favorites from the 70s and uh, the first guitar lick any new guitar player learns. Isn't it? You go to the guitar lesson. Love it. Can I learn smoke on the water? Once you get that going, you start to feel like, oh, I got this thing going. One of the first big bands that was not a big band at the time that I went to see at the Allentown Fairgrounds. Really? They were How the, old were you? Uh, I, I, I think just before, it was before college. It was, I, I think I was like a, ninth, a 10th grader. 10th grader, that's right, in the 11th, 12th. Yeah, this was, they played right before Earth, Wind, and Fire played. At the, you're talking about two different genres what a, what of music. A show right there. I know. Deep Purple, then Earth, Wind, and Fire played downtown fairgrounds. And then I started to listen to both once I got to college. I love me some Deep Purple. Deep Purple. Uh, on a Wednesday morning, dragging you up over the hump. It is tonight at 6 o'clock. There's going to announce the schedule. Uh, the, the conference 2024 SEC football schedule in a primetime special. And it will include Texas and Oklahoma. And so, obviously, tomorrow morning there'll be a lot of conversation about how that schedule falls, but there's predictions of what's going to happen ahead of that, including a report over at Horns 24-7, our friend Chip Brown, that uh, according to the, the sources there, the Longhorns will, in 2024, play road games at A&M, at Texas A&M, which isn't surprising, but also a trip to Fayetteville as part of the 2024 schedule. That's the Olaf Southwest Conference rivals. Yep. Also, you can expect the Oklahoma game in Dallas to continue. So, you know, that's what we've always projected, that if Texas is going to go to the SEC, that will be an annual thing. That's not guaranteed right now. But according to Chip and some others reporting that uh, Texas will play uh, OU in in Dallas, Arkansas at Arkansas, and A&M at A&M. That will be confirmed tonight. There's also a report from Chip that there will be a home game in 2024 with the Georgia Bulldogs. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll see. Yuck. Uh, Texas has never played an on-campus game with the Georgia Bulldogs. Did you know that? Really? Uh, they, if they've met, they've played in, the, in, a, in a bowl game. Uh, they've never played an on-campus game either in Austin or in Athens with Georgia. Uh, that's now, There are three other schools in the SEC that that's never happened. Texas has never played Kentucky in an on-campus game. They've never played Tennessee, either in Knoxville or in Austin or South Carolina. Oh, the, the, the Austin, the Horn fans will love the trip to to play in Knoxville at that stadium. That is absolutely a treat of a place. But those are the four schools that at this point, as you know, in the 100-plus years of the program, Texas has never played a campus game, on-campus game, either home or away, with Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, and South Carolina. Horns 24-7 with the report that tonight will be revealed that the Longhorns will, that'll change in 2024 when they host the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, what a home game that will be. 
And we also know in 2024, Buck, the Longhorns open the year Michigan? at Michigan. Yikes. Hello. Remember that to flip that game? Hello, SEC, the new and new scheduling. Wow. Well, this is this is a glimpse of what's coming, and this is why Steve Sarkeesian is trying to add as many uh, talented quarterbacks and pieces as possible. Because and coaches. If, if that report from Chip is true and accurate, then in 2024 the Longhorns will play at Michigan, neutral site Oklahoma, at A&M, at Arkansas, at Michigan, at, at the least to this point. So, yeah. And host Georgia. Who's, by the way, if you've not checked, they're pretty good. And then get on the road to some other <laughs> spots. Yeah, well, you'll get seven games in, in conference play. Uh, seven opponents. Eight games. Seven opponents. And, um, you know, we'll 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 see. Um, that can, we, comes... can we at least get Vanderbilt that year, too? <laughs> yeah, can we get a Vandy? No, they're going to try to ease up on us like Mississippi State. Who would be the opponents tonight in this eight-game conference schedule for your Texas Longhorns? We'll see. Tonight, 6 o'clock. That'll be for everybody. Uh, how it falls, and, um, and that's the report from Chip. But obviously, the A&M game, that is critical. Uh, everyone's anticipating that. It would be ridiculous for the SEC to, to move there and, and bring Texas and Oklahoma into the conference and not play that game, uh, at least in year one. And hopefully it's an every-year occurrence, which, you know, if you're, if you're banking on the idea, nothing guaranteed yet. But remember when Greg Sankey, back on June 1st from Destin, Florida, announced that the conference leaders have voted for an eight-game schedule in year, year one, 2024. He said, during this time of change, our fans will continue to enjoy traditional rivalries and begin to see new matchups presented by the addition of two historically successful football programs. Um, but he said, he went on to say that this, this conversation will be ongoing, that the eight-game thing is for one year. Our conference leadership uh, said that there are scheduling complexities that can be better managed with a one-year schedule and then revisit, So, mm-hmm. which they will do. And you're, the hope is you're playing A&M every year. So the first Texas A&M game here in Austin, if you're projecting, would be 2025. Right. Why do they get two in a row? Why is do they get two? Well, is that just compensation for us making them feel bad by joining? Uh, like, hey, we we can play there again. Yeah, I think that's, you know, Aggie fans were were, you know. A little butt hurt when the Longhorns joined, and remember, remember we all know that story that the but Aggies they don't were, care about the Aggies. It's not like the rest of the SEC. Well, really the SEC cares. wanted them to care about the, the the Aggies wanted them to care about the Aggies. yeah. They want to feel like they care. The Aggies wanted to feel like they had some power. And hey, right. what, what you didn't even cut us in on these conversations you're having with Texas and Oklahoma. We weren't even included. You didn't even let us know. We found out through the through the media like everybody else. That's not very nice. Uh, you know, we were the team that went ten years ago. We blazed this path and blazed this trail. And now they're joining us and following, which, you know, that's the narrative from Aggieland. But uh, I think that's a big part of why they'll get the first I'll just say this. This is is the year that Texas will have to really, really build in order to go into that 2024 schedule. Well, this is is why this year is so critical. Absolutely. 80 days from now, the Longhorns will play the Rice Owls. It's a a really, really important step of a season. The Longhorns seem to have built the talent, uh, improved the talent at every position, coaching staff intact, and even additions like Paul Christ and Joe D. Camillus as advisors. Uh, this is the all or gas, no excuses season, and it should wind up as a Big 12 champion, or at least in the Big 12 championship. And, you know, if it's not, there'll be signs that, man, uh, this could be a really tough slog. If you can get that and win a championship, head into that conference with, with a lot of confidence. Sure. And even a more veteran team and a Steve Sarkeesian, at head coach who, you know, has a, a skin on the wall and has, you know, because remember the 8-4 the and four season a year ago was highlighted by fourth quarter collapses and failures, right? I mean, it was just – it was – not finishing games. Each of the each of the four losses were winnable, including the Alabama game early in the season was there for you. 
couldn't finish the game. The Tech game, the Oklahoma State game, gosh, even the TCU game was a winnable game into the second half. And you still had a great quarter. recruiting year. Yeah, and you just didn't finish those games. So what was an eight and four year could have been ten and two, eleven and one pretty quickly. Uh, and now, yes, you've had a great recruiting year. You've added pieces. You're 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 more uh, experienced, and and within this coaching staff and these schemes. There's no reason not Lions to be 11 and 1. You're absolutely right. No reason not to be an 11 1 kind of team this year and playing for and winning a Big 12 championship. That would be a good sign that you're on the trajectory. It's going to take to move into 2024 where you're playing at AM and at Arkansas and at Michigan and hosting Georgia and Oklahoma. I mean, that's just, it, it's changing. <laughs> and, you'll find, and you'll find out what you're like very early after that Rice game. That second game, on that game on the road, you know, Tuscaloosa is one of those. And, and I don't think it'll be about talent, it'll be about. This is the big stage. How are your players? How how are your players going to do? Are you going in that game expecting to win though? Like, uh, uh, I, would as a fan, I would as well, a fan. Um, I know as a player you are I'm, obviously. I'm going as a fan to see what what is the nervousness part about it. What, is, what is, is that? The, is what, that the what, only game that you don't expect them fully to win? Oh, that's it's not schedule. that I don't expect that's them to win. I, I just want to see how they. The, the, there's certain parts of that game. Can they handle it? When because there's going to be like four or five unbelievable critical moments in that game. When they're on the road in that place in a really hostile environment, can they can they handle that? And it'll be one of those: is the play going to be the right play? Will they execute that play? E, will they will they have a fourth quarter drive that they need to get a first down? You know, third and three, third and four. What's the play call going to be, and what's the execution going to be? And if they can just calm down that crowd, keep them just kind of sitting on their hands, worried about their team and not worried about the Texas team. I, I just I think that'll happen early, and I think from that point on, I think this football season will be will be different in a lot of ways. Because if they get murdered there, then everything that you, you every step you've taken forward, you're you're taking a step back. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but yes, it would be if a very murdered? disappointing. Well, if you get if you get dominated, that'd be right. That would be disappointing. like Arkansas style. A few years well, ago. look, I mean, I mean, but one game does not a season make. If you lose the game or get get dominated, well, in the yeah, game, I'm you just can saying, still win yeah. the rest of the games. But yes, it would be a a bad sign for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff and their ability to prepare this team for the season because they have the continuity. They've got the returning players across the board. The experience. It's Alabama. I mean, Alabama's replacing both coordinators, the first and third picks in the draft. Unbelievable uh, quarterback. Um, you know, I mean, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. And But they are Alabama. Nick Saban has shown the ability to reload and restock. But they've got a quarterback question. Um, so, yes, you go in there with the continuity that you should. And after last year where they had everything we just talked about at Alabama and you still played them into a, off their feet and had a, an opportunity to win that ball game with a couple of plays here and there, you lose 20-19. to 19. You should go in there with confidence that you can win the football game. Uh, and that's, I mean, Texas has to develop that mindset all the time. I, we can win every game. That's You've got to get back to that. You're not going to win every game. Well, if you're talking about going 11 and whatever, or, yeah. and that's what that's you have to do. You have to mindset. win that game. That game has to be on there as a game that, that you're intending to win. You're not intending to go there and have a close game and make it close and make yourself feel good about the rest of the season. You're intending on winning that game. Every game. Yeah, every game, and that's got to be the mindset that uh, we have the talent. Which will start at in the summer and start at Rice. Right, go 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 full Brooks Kepka. I mean, if, if I'm showing up, I'm planning to win the damn thing. Uh, mentally tough, and because I think that's what's going to separate Texas from absolutely a Big Twelve championship, and not as his mental toughness. And that's your point on the road in the tough environments, big spots. Does Steve Sarkeesian make big the calls. right play call? Yeah, that's right. Do they execute the call. That's mental toughness. You know, you can do it. You have the talent to do it. You're physically good enough to do it, but. 
can you execute it when it matters the most? Those plays that's that you winning. didn't make last year. That's right. That's right. That's the, yeah. That's, that's, what, the, that's exactly what they were. The Ryan Watts that missed sack. Yeah. You got to make those plays. There's I can yeah, think B. of five different examples just during that Alabama game. Yeah. Bijan Robinson's fumbling overtime. Steve Sarkeesian's stubbornness in the Oklahoma State game. Sure. I felt like not running the football and then maybe not making a quarterback change. I mean, those are you play to win the game. We're going Herm Edwards. We're going Brooks Kepka. Uh, this is about winning and building a winning mindset within the program. Yeah, this isn't about hurting your quarterback's feelings. If he can't get it done, you got to go. Next guy, please, let's go. Remember, tonight there will not be dates revealed. So when they, they announce that Texas will you know, officially be playing at A&M, officially be playing at Arkansas, you know, those dates will not be known. Hosting Georgia. So if you're running out trying to you know, get tickets and that kind of stuff, uh, you're not going to be able to, to know that until next, probably next year. They'll announce dates and times come next summer ahead of 2024. Uh, by the way, coming up in some B&E facts today, we'll take your thoughts on that conversation. Looking forward to the 6 o'clock, prim- six o'clock primetime special tonight. Uh, but, you know, the Big Ten, also in 2024, will be adding USC and UCLA. You know, they've already announced their conference schedules with the additions of the two new teams from the West Coast. And we'll get you some pretty interesting numbers, including, do you know how much, how many miles the UCLA Bruin football program will travel in their first year in the Big Ten conference? Uh, in 2024. It's pretty remarkable. We'll get you that coming up in the B&E Facts of the Day. Also, some uh, more headlines coming your way on a busy Wednesday here on B&E. First, it's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E Facts of the Day. It's a fact the U.S. Open will tee off tomorrow. Los Angeles Country Club. Make your picks at hornfm.com. Also, if you go to the uh, Horns YouTube page, Buck, or the YouTube page of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, or just go to my Twitter, we've dropped another edition of the Eyes on Texas Multicast, which we're excited. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy this one. I had a Mike Craven on vacation this week, so we had a, about a 40-minute conversation with Quan Cosby, telling old stories of his baseball days playing in the Angels organization and how he almost uh, was on their way to, to be in their starting center fielder. Maybe to replace Darren Erstad back in the day when he ju- decided to come back to Darren Texas. And, yeah, he was uh, on the track to become their, you know, full-time major league center fielder, but decided he wanted to come back and play football uh, for the Longhorns. And of course, as a freshman, as a 22-year-old freshman, helped Texas win a national championship in 05, won four bowl games. Uh, but Quan gets into some really good stuff about the NIL and how you know he was kind of ahead of the NIL curve, ahead of <laughs> what's going on with his ability to connect with people and the important people at Texas. So really good stuff. Plus, he's really optimistic about this year's Texas football team. Go find that. It's the Eyes on Texas multicast. It's on YouTube at our, our YouTube page at The Horn and Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Also on Spotify and iTunes, the Eyes on Texas uh, podcast slash multicast. And uh, as we talk about the schedule coming up for the SEC tonight uh, with, with Texas, this is, a, this is, as you said, this is a team that it won't be about the physicality of the football team. It will be about the mental part. And I mean, I mean that's that's even more important for for this Texas football team going into uh, the best conference in college football next year. It just it just is so. And 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 when you're on teams, I've I've never been on a team more confident than the team that well, I was with Ricky and Priest and winning the Big Twelve, the first Big Twelve championship team. There was never a doubt. There was never a day that we went out and practice leading up to that game that there was a doubt of what could happen against a team that was so good. I mean. You can't have there when when you go play these games. You can't have excuses before the game even starts. You know, you for some people the pressure so much you start making excuses before it even starts. He well, this happened or this is going to happen to us, and this could happen. You don't even you don't even think that way. It, it can't be that way. 
Now, when, when you're physically equal to a team and, and, you, and, you, and you can stand up to them physically, there shouldn't be any of that mental stuff. You know, you're, just, you're, you're thinking about winning the things that you do to win the game, not the things that uh, why this happened. Oh, they're Alabama. We're on the road. You're supposed, you're supposed to lose. You know what I mean? If you, if you lose, there's already a self-made excuse right there. It's Alabama. You're on the road. Are you supposed to win? Like Ty says, uh, are you, what do you think as a fan? Well, that's one that you already chalk up to. Okay, that's a loss. Now you move on with the season. You can't even think like that. You're right. That can't be a part of your thinking. Well, and that's there can't be self made excuses before the game even starts. Well, certainly the fans don't play, but the the program sure. itself has become kind of a over the last 10, 12 years has been a program that finds ways to lose games that they should win a lot of times. Now there have been years where they're just not talented enough to or win all the football enough, games, or right. physical or well coached enough, all those things. It feels like they're they're hiring you know checking those boxes where they're adding talent. They're they're the physical and developmental aspect of the program has improved. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. It's not a physical thing; it's a mental thing. It's going shifting from, uh, you know, how are we going to find a way to lose this game to, you know, what are we going to do to win this game? Because we're well, and, a and it's not program. so much of how are we going to lose it that that it's when those things happen. How do you respond? Yeah, how do you respond to those things that that happen to you? Sure. And instead of going, well, you know what, they are who they are. We we're still trying to get to that spot instead of like, no, we are to that spot. Well, All we need is some success. Well, that's why you, you go on the history of last year. That's what needs to change more than anything else. I think the talent's there. The players are there. I think the coaching is there, but that's a big part of, the, of this 2023 season. And every big, game has to be important. The bowl game had to be important last year. Sure. Uh, but, again, the Alabama game was a forecast of the other three losses of the year where you just you, you found ways to lose it. Alabama found a way to win it, which even though they didn't play a very good football game that day, and that's the Alabama football program right Yeah, well, they're now. used to winning. They, they're used to winning. Even in what was a bad year for them last year, they would consider it a two down losses, year. Yes. They had two losses in the last second of the game. They won every other game. They won every other game. Wasn't always as pretty as it normally is with Alabama or has been with Alabama, but of the two games they lost, both came on the final play of the game, uh, end of the ball game that they lost, to LSU and to Tennessee. So, you know, and that was a down year. So that, that's the, how that program thinks. That's built from Nick Saban, and that's what Steve Sarkeesian is trying to get this program to. A couple of other B&E facts of the day. We'll get more on this in the headlines coming up. But uh, somebody tweeted us earlier this week and said, hey, how come the L.A. Angels with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout can't be a, more of a factor in the AL West? Well, guess what? Angels are a factor in the AL West. To beat the Rangers last night, they're one back at Houston now in the division. They're four and a half back of the Rangers, and they got two more games in Arlington tonight and tomorrow night. So keep an eye on those halos. They're on the come. Also, uh, the Miami Metro becomes the fifth city with sports teams do it to lose an NHL championship and a Miami and an NBA championship in the same season. And it happened on consecutive nights. How about that? The Miami Heat lose in Game 5. The Florida Panthers lose in Game 5. And uh, Vegas, that's, that's only the sixth time boy, that that boy, has is happened. that Vegas team good? You know Nine why? to three. Because that Carolina Panther team is pretty good, too. Nine goals, the most ever in a Stanley Cup clinching win. Most goals ever. Um, so, interesting that that went down. And uh, So, yeah, Vegas and Denver, champs in Game 5. It took the Vegas Golden Knights six years as a franchise to win a Stanley Cup. It took the Nuggets 56 years as a franchise to win a championship. A little different, but counts the same. They'll have a parade in uh, Vegas. How about the Vegas parade? What are they going to do? Right down the strip? Come on now. That's one I'd like to be at. That's a good one. Of course, Nikola Jokic doesn't want to go.
to the Denver parade. He's got to get back to the horses. He's got horses to tend to. He's got to get home. Get home. We'll be back. We'll pick up these conversations. Also, I know Bucky and Ty don't have a very big opinion of Deion Sanders in Colorado in year one. We'll hear from Deion Sanders himself. He says, don't doubt us. Don't doubt us. It's being on the horn.